Stocks, Docks and Barrels. This morning's Big Business Recap. Yeah, it's the Big Business Recap here on the Morning Majlis Show with a Goldman Sachs strategist, Michael Cahill, uh, announcing that this should be a momentous week with the US Federal Reserve Bank of Japan and European Central Bank all announcing or, or should be announcing key interest rate decisions this week with each potentially nearing a pivotal moment in their monetary policy uh, trajectory. Now, of course, each central bank faces incredibly different challenges. And let's start off with the uh, Federal Reserve because the Fed, uh, which concludes its monetary policy meeting this coming Wednesday, last month actually paused its run of 10 consecutive interest rate hikes as it waited to see where inflation was headed inflation was headed now the subsequent figures for june showed that consumer price index stateside fell to its lowest annual rate in more than 2 years but the core cpi rate which strips uh, out volatile food and energy prices was unfortunately still up 4.8% year on year and 0.2% on the month Policymakers reiterated their commitment to bringing inflation down to the central bank's 2% target and the latest data flow has reinforced the impression that the US economy is proving resilient. We talked a lot about uh, uh, how they should really be avoiding a recession um, here on the Morning Majors, which is great to see. Uh, the market is, of course, all um, but certain that the Federal Open Market Committee will opt for a 25 basis point hike this Wednesday, taking the target Fed funds rate to between 5.25% and 5.5%. Yet, with inflation and the labor market now cooling consistently, Wednesday's expected hike could mark the end of a 16th month run of almost constant monetary policy tightening. So, yeah, big, big day uh, tomorrow in terms of the banking world. Definitely is. And um, the uh, it, it, it is quite worrying in terms of what's happening because you've got the European Central Bank also um, uh, expected to raise its main interest rates uh, by 25 basis points. Um, well, they raised it in June to 3.5 percent. Uh, and, uh, you know, in contrast to the, the Federal Reserve's pause. Um, but so far in the UK as well, uh, Chief Business Economist at S&P Global said that rising interest rates and the higher cost of living appear to be taking an increased toll on households, dampening a post-pandemic rebound in spending on leisure activities. Uh, Meanwhile, manufacturers are cutting production in response to a worryingly severe downturn in orders, both from domestic and export markets. it's going to be very interesting to yeah. see what's the what, what's going to happen on the meeting on Wednesday because uh, it is expected that the Federal Reserve is going to be raising its benchmark rates by another quarter of a percentage point that will increase it up to 5.5%. Uh, traders in Fed, Fed fund futures markets believe that this will be the final interest rate hike for what has become a historic campaign. But economists say the Fed is unlikely to signal as much as it wants to retain the flexibility to further tighten monetary policies should prices fail to ease 
as much as expected in the coming months. According to an, uh, an, an economist at the New York Fed, said that it is unlikely that the committee will would be, would be willing to communicate that they expect to be on an extended hold. There's a great deal of scope for them to end up hiking more after the July meeting if prompted by the data. So what effectively it means is that they will increase the interest rates by those 25 basis points, but they will not say that this is it. Mm. Uh, that halas now we're we're going to be on the uh, we'll push the reverse gear in the in the in the months ahead because they still want to have that flexibility. But yes, the Federal Reserve is going to be doing that. We'll be following suit here in the UAE. But it's also interesting to see how other countries, such as the European Central Bank and in the UK, with the increased interest rates, the sentiments that are going to be over there, and is that going to push more people uh, to look elsewhere uh, when it comes to um, earning? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's rightly described as a momentous week mm. uh, this week in terms of the banking world. But far from the discussion in the West, let's talk a little bit about the Bank of Japan, mm. um, about the uh, because the question in Japan really is uh, when its central bank will become the last of the monetary tighteners. Uh, with the Bank of Japan held its holding, sorry, its short-term interest rate target at minus 0.1% in June, having first adopted negative rates in 2016 in the hope of stimulating the world's third largest economy out of a really prolonged uh, quote-unquote stagflation characterized by a low inflation and sluggish growth it could be described as policymakers also kept the central bank's yield curve control policy unchanged now from from the first quarter growth in japan it's really been revised sharp that sharply higher uh, to 2.7% last month, while inflation has remained above the Bank of Japan's 2% target for 15 straight months, coming in at 3.3% year-on-year in June. Uh, this has actually prompted some early speculation that the Bank of Japan may be forced to finally begin revising its ultra-loose monetary policy, but the market is still pricing no revisions to either rates um, or YCC in Friday's announcement. So yeah, uh, it's going to be yet to be seen, I should say, regarding the Bank of Japan. Yeah, looking at the uh, economic performance of Japan, Barclays noted that Japan's output gap, the difference between actual and potential economic output, was still negative in the first quarter, while real wage growth remains in negative territory and the inflation outlook is uncertain. The British bank's economists expect a shift away from YCC at the central bank's October meeting, but said the vote split this week could be important. Now, looking at China as well, uh, a bit close to us as well. Uh, China is vowing to adjust and optimize property policy in tortuous economic recovery. Their Politburo pledges to adopt to major changes in the demand supply dynamics in the property market with city-specific measures to meet better to better meet the residents' essential uh, or residents' essential housing demand and their needs for better housing. China's leaders also pledge to actively expand demand domestic demand and also expand consumption by raising income levels as well. 
So yeah. lots to look forward to from China as well. Yeah, official data last week showed that China's second quarter um, GDP uh, grew about 6.3% from a year ago. That just marks about a 0.8% growth compared with the first quarter, um, which is dramatically slower than the 2.2% quarter-on-quarter pace recorded in the January to March period. Um, but just on Tuesday, actually, uh, Hong Kong and mainland China stock markets, they uh, cheered the Politburo's um, policy pledges. Uh, they outperformed uh, broader Asia-Pacific benchmarks. And the Hang Seng Index also jumped more than 3%, while the CSI 300 Index of the largest A-share listings also climbed more than 2%. And their property sector also saw uh, some of the strongest percentage gains in Hong Kong, with uh, uh, local developers also rebounding more than about 14% from a nine-month low. So things are, uh, you know, picking up pace. Yeah, absolutely. That is your stocks, docks and barrels uh, section there, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a little breather before I give you an update about the roads here in Sharjah and then we have a really interesting discussion coming your way and that's how Twitter has rebranded completely to a single letter that letter is X uh, as Elon Musk reveals a completely new logo all of those discussions coming your way next